Hey Karthi. Yeah, hi. Hi, thanks for joining me today. So how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Hope you're doing good. Yeah, I'm doing good as well. Um so Karthi, I I just wanted to you know quickly ask you this question. I've been like really wondering why did you choose the name Team Everest for the NGO that you've started? <laughs> okay, so that is there's a big story behind it. Mm-hmm. but to keep it short uh it just i chose during my uh, college days actually mm-hmm. i was thinking of a tamil name because i am from tamil nadu mm-hmm. so but then i thought okay say what if we become famous and then uh, you know like people find it uh, difficult to pronounce our name yeah. so i thought we should keep an english name mm-hmm. then i thought you know like say why not we keep what if we become internationally famous and how do people know we are from india mm-hmm. so i was wondering what is the name we should keep Mm. and people got immediately related to us and i was somehow i the name everest came into my mind the first name came was taj mahal so everyone can relate to india that now that i can't keep it as a name mm. i thought everest okay why don't we keep everest and i was very particular the word team should be there uh, and uh, you know like because i know as a team we could achieve more so that's how the word team everest came in but after that right the another reason i would say and this is how it the name actually started but later one thing i figured out is i'm very very passionate about volunteering and uh, you know like i always equate volunteering to mother's love because this is something you give out of pure love right you are you are giving it from your heart actually and uh, i would say volunteering is the best thing you could do when you volunteer you will feel at top of the top of this world so just like on top of say mount everest right so that's how i equate it and i would say volunteering is the best thing you could do in your life so that's how i was able to equate this with team everest yeah i mean my journey with team everest like it's been around like one plus years one and a half plus years and whatever initiatives that i participated in gave me immense satisfaction as well fantastic fantastic great to know that yeah. thank you for volunteering <laughs> i'll keep volunteering and i'll keep pushing other people to do that as well so um yeah. Yeah Karthi I just wanted to know like how did you okay you had this um, you know name team everest in your mind and all that so um how did this procedure go on like you know to set up an ngo here in india what was the procedure like how difficult was it for you what all challenges did you face and let's say if someone's out there who has similar thought process like you and they want to start their own ngo Uh, could you mm. you know describe the process in a little so that it'll help others sure yeah see uh, basically first thing i would suggest is uh, you need to think twice whether you need to register a nonprofit first of all because somewhere i read uh, you know like uh, uh, at a stage 90% of the nonprofits become inactive within the first two years of inauguration the reason being you know like people go register a nonprofit out of curiosity but later when uh, if their priorities changes they don't take care of it the first thing you need to do is uh, is that your future is this something you can take care of all those administrative work all those stuff in future then you should go and do it if not you need not do it so in our case we actually started in 2006 when i finished out my engineering 2006 to 2009 and we didn't register as a nonprofit at all so we had volunteers we were uh, doing a lot of volunteering work but we didn't register as a nonprofit but post that right lot of people are asking hey, i want to contribute you are doing a good job so uh, it would be nice if uh, if it fitted up as an npc all those things so that's when we went uh, we registered as a non profit uh, uh, because i know 
no like i my initial thought in 2006 i was wondering if i can sustain this for three years i can sustain it for many more years to come so 2006 to 2009 was my testing period we tested the waters and we were able to do it that that's when i went and uh, did the registration so my easiest recommendation would be to these laws keeps changing easiest option is to identify an auditor who can guide you on the on this procedure and uh, you pay them a small fee they will get it that would be my recommendation because in different states there will be different things that would happen so uh, i would highly highly recommend you reach out an auditor who can guide you on this oh, okay sure that that's clear enough uh, for all of our listeners and uh, yeah mm-hmm. karthi so team everest has recently turned 15 you know and of yeah. course i've been associated with so i got this whatsapp video uh really yeah. cute video that you know your team must have created so uh, would yeah. you like to tell us a little bit about you know your team how many members are there and what are your yeah, plans sure. for expansion as well future expansion okay okay See, first of all probably many people don't even know what is team everest all about so team everest is a as you mentioned it's a 15 year old organization right now we are a non profit organization started in 2006 and our vision is to inspire everyone to volunteer okay see i am very very passionate about uh, volunteering uh, because that's a huge potential see we are a country of 130 crore people yeah. imagine the kind of impact we could create with these people if even each person gives out just one day a month for others it's a massive massive change in this country so my background is that i used to work in a corporate for 100 months 2006 to 2014 i was working in cognizant an it company then i quit my job and doing this full time and during my cognizant days so out of 100 months 15 months i was a java developer and rest 85 months i was actually working for the corporate social responsibility team we call it as csr team yeah. we are working for the csr team of cognizant i have worked with thousands of volunteers and i have seen the kind of potential they have created so the potential they have the amount of impact they have created right that the tremendous so that's what motivated me to quit the job because i thought if i can quit my job and i have more time i can inspire more people to volunteer and give back to the society so if you look at it right now till 2014 we didn't add any employees at all we had only volunteers so we had close to 9000 9500 volunteers at that time we started with zero probably one i, I used to tell myself as first volunteer of team everest so in 2006 is just me we slowly started while in uh, we slowly started doing our work more people came in and in 2014 when i quit we are 9500 volunteers and no employees at all and i know you know like i need to manage both my work so i need to do my office work i need to do my everest work so i need to wake up early go to bed late night weekend was working for team everest that's how i was balancing it but when i turned 30 i quit my job in 2014 and i started uh, doing this full time we slowly started hiring our employees and today if you look at it we have some 25 employees working with us and we have some 25000 volunteers so these are volunteers not just chennai or tamil nadu these are volunteers across uh, india in fact across the globe we have volunteers from 30 different countries all were indians but wanting to give back to the society and all got united for just one cause okay i i have something to give back to the society now how do i give it that is what is there in all this uh, 25000 people's mind yeah that's that's really amazing and uh, currently karthi team everest is headquartered at chennai only right 
uh, yeah so our biggest team is in chennai in fact we have an office in chennai but post pandemic we closed it permanently so today we don't have any headquarters in fact we have i come from a place called arani you know like 150 kilometers from chennai that's my business in tamil nadu so we have our uh, office registered office there we used to have an office in chennai but post pandemic we closed it so all our employees are now working from home including me oh okay so uh, going forward also this is the same working model you will adapt like absolutely absolutely see what happens is right see, currently we have our employees sitting in chennai coimbatore madurai and tamil nadu and outside tamil nadu we have a person in bangalore and in pune as well but if you look at our volunteers right within tamil within uh, india itself they will come from some 500 600 places now how do you you we can't have an office all the places right and with we in the 21st century with all these virtual tools available i believe we could easily connect and uh, make an impact yeah that's that's absolutely right and yeah since you've said pandemic and all i do want to know that how did you know team everest cope during covid-19 like impact on volunteering impact on donations how did that all go sure yeah probably even before explaining the pandemic let me tell you as an organization what is that we do actually right so like i told you our vision is to inspire everyone to volunteer we create lot of volunteering opportunities throughout the year okay so we work with we work with some 40000 children right now right from kindergarten till college students we use a lot of people so we bring in volunteers to them virtually or in person all those things are happening so we were in fact doing virtual volunteering from 2018 onwards in a big way thousands of people are volunteering because our challenge was we are physically present in few place but our volunteers comes from many different places mm-hmm. so even before the pandemic we started doing virtual volunteering so one thing we do is lot of volunteering opportunity every month if anyone goes to our website www.teamers.ngo they could see lot of volunteering opportunities listed there so anyone from the age of three can volunteer it could be a child who could volunteer school student college student working professional retired people homemaker anyone could be a volunteer we have volunteering opportunities for all these people so one thing what we do is volunteering second thing what we do is scholarship so we run a scholarship program called i am the chief scholarship hmm. where we identify parentless single parented and financially poor students and we sponsor them for their ug degree you know like for their undergraduation so we have sponsored like around 850 students in the past 5 years for their graduation and this year we are planning to take another 1000 students and sponsor them so these are the key activities of team everest mm-hmm. apart from that we used to work with lot of government schools and uh, supporting them so when the pandemic hit right so lot of our physical volunteering came into a halt and all the schools college being closed so we couldn't do any physical volunteering so the biggest impact we had is in terms of our uh, csr partners which is corporate partners actually who used to fund some of our initiative hmm. so for example we used to you know like one of our corporate was funding to set up computer labs in 10 schools in chennai in government schools and we have appointed 10 teachers in all these schools and uh, we were training around 5500 children on computers every day right so because that's not part of the curriculum so it's only via this computer center they these children were learning so post pandemic schools were closed and that was funding requirement for covid so this project got cancelled and the funds has been transferred towards uh, covid initiatives similarly there were two three other initiatives which got cancelled so 
i would say we lost 90% of our uh, corporate funding mm-hmm. but luckily we were uh, you know like see, for, as an organization we get 70% of our funds from individuals so though there are few individuals uh, who lost the job so they couldn't continue sponsoring mm-hmm. uh, so they canceled their monthly donation they they stopped people used to donate say 10000 rupees every every year mm-hmm. so this kind of every donor stopped donating but on the other hand right you see whenever the history says whenever there was a crisis the human inside you gets awakened so yeah. they came you know like many people found out you know like i am in a better position in life but so many people are struggling how could i make a difference so they came they started contributing they know the good work team everest was doing so what has happened is in fact we raised more funds uh, uh, than when there is no pandemic so luckily we lost a lot of corporate funds but that's been compensated by uh, the individual donors actually wow so that's our uh, yeah that's our uh, what do you say the pandemic story that we had and good thing that has happened during this period is uh, we were teaching around 15000 children uh, via phone uh, and that was one day learning opportunity for all these children so more than some 10000 people volunteered in 2020 alone Mm-hmm. and we were teaching around 15000 children via normal phone call because many of the children are in rural areas with no access to smartphones mm-hmm. the only way you can do was reach out to their parents phone and teach the child so every day at least for 15 minutes or one hour mm-hmm. our volunteers were teaching the children so that is something amazing that happened last year <laughs> yeah i know i've also seen that during this pandemic only you've also managed to supply groceries and other basic necessities to uh, you know the needy people as well apart yeah. from volunteering and scholarship you've also pitched in to distribute the basic groceries. absolutely absolutely was- yeah see what has happened is uh, you know what like actually like i told you in our scholarship we work with a lot of parentless single parent students so most of them are you know like single parented with a with an uh, illiterate woman taking care of the entire family so they used to do some jobs like cooking or washing vessels or uh, watchman work so something like this is what they do so most of the jobs are lost so some 70 to 75 percentage of our uh, parents lost jobs so they don't know where their next food is going to come from mm. so what we did is we did a quick survey and we reached out to these children and in villages where we are sponsoring children identify them we did uh, uh, two three different initiative one thing we did was uh, we we raised funds and we gave per family anywhere between 3000 to 7000 rupees per family mm-hmm. uh, uh you know and uh, we call it as a covid livelihood fund so that you know like it's not just only about grocery right so there could be a uh, grandma in the home who need medicine now you can't purchase that so so the best best person to make that decision is actually the person inside the home right so we may think groceries are only need but they might have so many they may need to pay their electricity bill they need to pay the rent they need to recharge their mobile very very busy maybe their gas ran out so you need to pay for that so you don't know what is their need mm-hmm. so what we did is we raised fund we directly deposited in their bank account so that they could decide where it could be spent and these are people whom we are working with years so we knew that they will put this funds to best use that's what one thing we do Mm-hmm. yes we gave groceries for some of these families second thing we did third thing we did is some of the teachers we deployed in the school lost jobs because the school is closed so what we did is we did a program called save the teacher mm-hmm. where we told our volunteers that many teachers has lost a job 
So it's our time to go back and support these people. So what we did is we raised funds. We were supporting uh, some 30-40 teachers for their salary uh, for the past one and a half years. So that, you know, like their family is completely dependent on them and they're able to make an income still. And these teachers continue to teach virtually now over the phone and becomes our coordinator in the villages and taking care of rest of the children virtually and helping us connect with volunteers and all. So that's the third thing we do. Finally, uh, we are in the process. So we have identified some 150 students from our scholars list. <laughs> didn't have a smartphone or, or the smartphone uh, is not working anymore right now. We're sponsoring them with a smartphone also right now. So these are some of the immediate action steps that we have taken. And we have spent more than a crore completely right from individuals on mm. various COVID-related uh, projects. That's absolutely like, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps listening to all that. I remember I was just sitting at home and doing nothing, but you were out there. I mean, hats off to you, uh, Karti. So, uh, Karti, I just wanted to ask, like, um, all through these years, you know, since the inception of Team Everest and up until now, and I, I, I can't ask anything about future, but uh, all these years, um, is there any, like, unforgettable incident, I don't know, which has changed your perspective about life uh you know some incident that would just it's always there in your mind okay see there are there are actually so many actually but maybe this is one story that i used to tell in many of my interviews maybe i will stick to that also this time so you know like i think this happened in 2007 or we went to a village and uh, uh you know like i mean a small place small town i would where we met a, a student, you know, like the school, we, we actually went there to give free notebooks to children. Most mm. of them come from tribal areas. Mm. So there, the school principal told, you know, like say we have one of our students who passed out of the school, studying in a different school. So he finished 12th grade, he got more than 85%. But uh, unfortunately, he couldn't uh, join college because he didn't have enough money, but he has a lot of passion to study. So I told him, okay, let's meet this guy, ask him to come and meet me. So I was staying in their home at that day. And they were like, that guy came. So while coming, he was holding a plate. The plate is filled with samosas. So he is someone who's samosas on the plate. And what he does, you know, like, he, 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 and he has a small cart, which he keeps pushing street by street, selling samosas. Mm-hmm. And after selling any, he will go back to the bus stand and he will park the cart there below a lamp, street lamp, and he used to study there. So whenever any customer comes, he just keeps the book, mm-hmm. tells the samosa, and then take the book again, continue reading it. And that's how he actually scored 85 percentage. Oh. Isn't that amazing? Imagine. Yeah. You know, like, so, so he scored that mark, and I asked him what he wants to become. He told, I want to become an automobile engineer. And I asked him whether you applied for engineering. He told, no, I didn't apply. I asked him why. Because he told that application form is 500 rupees and I do not have 500 rupees. Now, how do I apply for it? So, now, you know, like, he didn't even have that money. I I simply asked him, hey, okay, if we sponsor you, will you study? He told definitely yes. So, it was just only two more days left for last date of application. So, we paid him, we went, we got the application. Then, we were also young, very young at that time. We did not enough funds. I came back, I wrote a mail to all our volunteers. I asked my friends. So people pitched in, they contribute, you know, so four years down the line, uh, as their entire family is also waiting for him to get passed out. Unfortunately, during his final year, his father also passed away. Mm-hmm. So the entire 
family is looking for him because if he can become an engineer he get a good salary they can pull their family out of poverty mm. he completed he came out and then you know like he was working he, he was working in a uh, company and currently if you look at it he is an assistant manager in royal enfield wow. and uh, he has bought a land in chennai has built a home is married currently he has a kid and he is sponsoring one student as from his salary right now Now, if you look at his entire journey, right, 12 years back, this guy was selling samosas on street. Mm. And because of some of the kind volunteers, right, people who care for others, because of their contribution, today's one person's life has permanently changed. And I would definitely say his son is probably not going to sell samosas on street. Mm. He's probably going to go and chase his passion. Whatever his passion is, he's going to go and uh, chase that, right? And for me, that is, this is this story is very, very close to the heart because See, you completely change your life, right? And we always believe God only has the power to change life, right? I would say volunteer also has that power to change. That's why I call volunteer as God. Because every single person here has a potential to change someone's life. Hmm. That is the power we all listen. So are we utilizing that power to change at least a very few lives in this world? That's the question we need to ask ourselves. And that's the power of volunteer. That's essential every human being has on this earth. True, true. Very true, Karthi. And uh, Karthi, I've, um, you know, I've also like interacted with a couple of students and mm. and they, you know, um, apart from, uh, you know, sponsoring the education and everything, um, do you also feel that, uh, you know, there has to be like a counseling, ongoing counseling for them? Because the kind of like, two students with whom i've interacted they mm. had like lot of uh, self doubt you know a uh, lot of hesitation in even taking an initiative they would be like yeah. always constantly thinking if if i can i say this can you know is mm. it right is it wrong mm. uh, pro- probably the kind of background from they are mm. that's kind of influencing them and the in, yeah. the stuff that they have seen in their life so early on the mm. struggles and all mm. it's kind of yeah. i don't know I, i could sense that they're very um, always doubting themselves uh, mm. do you think this counseling can help them actually i mean Absolutely. Are, you, are you planning planning in that area like to counsel them Absolutely. yeah yeah see we don't actually counsel them we call it as a training program we have various training programs we have some 55 types of programs that we do at Team Everest, including mentoring program. We have a program called Call and Connect, where we connect a girl child with a girl volunteer. Hmm. So like this, we have many different programs where we do try to help them overcome their self-doubt, help them chase their dreams. So we have very diverse programs happening. But you know, like see, anything that you do, yes, it makes a difference. the challenge in front of him is so huge because they come from a financially poor background their environment plays a very very crucial role so yeah. they don't see any role models in front of them so they don't pick up right behavior right from their childhood so we most of us are very fortunate because we have very good parents we are born and brought up in very good uh, environment mm. and uh, we have very good teachers so you know like most of these children miss it out so that's why it becomes much more challenging when volunteers like us pitch in trying to change them yeah. so 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 the more the efforts the more change you will see see happening so yes so we do lot of these kinds of area we pitch in and we try to you know like help them dream big and go after their dream to chase it yeah so um so till now um 
Team Everest is focusing up until UG sponsorship, right? Not beyond that. Yeah. Okay. Any plans uh, in? Yeah, yeah. We yeah we support till the UG. So we have programs where we pick a child from LKG and we sponsor them till their college or so. Mm. So yeah, but right now we are still undergraduate. We sponsor them. All right. All right. Uh, so, Karthi, uh, any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? I mean, I could go on and on and on, but I also know that <laughs> your time is very, very precious. And uh, yeah. 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 Could you so, first of all, big thanks. Big thanks for this opportunity. So, my only thing that I would always say is, uh, I would recommend everyone to try volunteering. See, many people say that, you know, like, hey, my life is busy, my office work is busy now. Uh, how do I find time for volunteering? I don't have time. That's what many people say, that they don't have time. Yeah. But I would say, you know, like the same person who says I don't have time would have probably watched two movies in a Oscar or an Amazon Prime the same week. <laughs> so it's actually not about time. It's about finding the time. You know, like, see, because if you put what is a top 15 priority, for most of the people, volunteering is not even in the list. Mm-hmm. And you will probably end of the day, you would be... Uh, if you're like doing only seven or eight tasks and your volunteering is not even the top 15 and you're not crossing number eight, mm-hmm. now how are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. So it's not about volunteering when you find time. It's about finding time to volunteer. You need to fix it. You need to make it as a priority. So I would say, see, many people feel like I'm I'm sacrificing something to do volunteering. Mm-hmm. No, what I would say is it's, it's a lifestyle. Just like how you go to a beach, just like how you go to a movie, just like how you go to a shopping. Mm-hmm. Just go and volunteer also. So if when we are children, our parents taught us to took us to a shopping, took us to a temple, took us to a movie. So we are used to it. So mm-hmm. if someone of you is listening to parent, it's right time we should teach our children volunteering so that the future India could volunteer. So what I would say is you could be anyone, you could do anything, but please volunteer because this world needs people like you. So that would be my only message. So keep volunteering and keep making a difference. This world needs more of you. All right. Thanks a lot, Karti. I mean, you, you've you inspired me. You don't know, I mean, how much impact you've had on me and all the other, you know, Team Everest volunteers and also the kids whom you have managed to sponsor. You have, you're sure. truly making a difference. Thanks a lot, Karti. Thank you. Thank you. Credit goes to all our volunteers. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you, Garthi. Take care. Thank you. Yeah, bye. Bye.